What's up, hockey fans? There we go. It's working. Yeah, we're live. Go. What's up, hockey fans? <laughs> Welcome to the fourth episode of the Good Gold Podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing this remotely because we have some exciting uh, NHL news to break down. So this is like an emergency podcast. Yeah, and you saw how professionally it started. So yeah, so just beautiful big things. We're yeah, we're doing great here. But yeah, some big stuff to get to. So we don't have a lot of time. So why don't we just start with the Taylor Hall trade, Matt? I'm sure you saw it. I'll read off the details real quick, and then we'll All get right. your thoughts on it. Arizona got Taylor Hall and Blake Spears, and New Jersey got a 2020 top three protected first-round pick, which means if it's in the top three, if uh, Arizona wins the lottery or ends up in the top three, then the pick moves to 2021. They also get a conditional 21 third-round pick and prospects forward Nate Schnarr, forward Nick Merkley, and defenseman Kevin Ball, who is 6'7". New Jersey also retains $3 million of the contract in that third-round pick. Moves up to a second-round pick if Hall re-signs with the Coyotes or if the Yotes win a playoff round this season. All right. um, yeah, first off, I want to say, wow. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I expected Arizona. We talked a little bit last week um, that the Taylor Hall sweepstakes, it was kind of looking towards um, – Colorado, maybe who else was it? We were talking. Well, the about. Lightning swoop. Well, Nashville was the first to make the offer. Okay, and then the, the Lightning Nashville, swooped in in the last week. Yeah, Colorado. The Blues were interested, and then it right. just got really hectic. Yeah, um, and I think we're seeing why it took so long because the asking price was so high. This is a a huge load that they pulled for a one year guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, their their cap space is looking pretty thin at the end of the year, so it doesn't look like they're going to retain him. So then, this is definitely a let's make a run at the cup because they're leading their division. Like we haven't really talked about Arizona. But yeah, I know they're leading the Pacific right now. Um, but the Pacific is super tight. I mean, you have teams out of the playoffs that are only like three points back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Arizona making big moves. They won again last night. They beat the Sharks. So Yeah, and Taylor Hall had the game-winning assist in that yeah. game. Um, which was a sick play behind the net. He just – I think he's ha- just excited to be in a new city. Um, yeah, and he had flown in. Like, he got yeah. just right off the plane and bust over to the – The hustle was insane. I know. Um, does this change your predictions at all for the playoffs? I don't think so. I said it as soon as they signed. I'm talking with my friends last night. I don't think Arizona can just up and make the playoffs and make a run in it. They, they don't have any guys with experience. Like, I mean, I guess Darcy Kemper's kind of a journeyman, but I don't think he's ever had much success in the playoffs. Are you forgetting Phil the Thrill? Uh, yeah, okay. Cheeseburger sure. Phil's back-to-back Stanley Cup champ? Sure, you got one guy, but he's underperforming this year. Well – He's still insanely good, um, yeah. and that like makes me throw up to say. But <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I pick Vegas to win this division, or I can't even remember. I think to win the division, Vegas to finish second. Edmonton's kind of slumping a little bit. Um, last night I bet Winnipeg to beat Carolina at home, and they got trashed. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just updating the, the listeners on. Yeah, well, Smetchnikov had another Michigan goal, another yep. lacrosse move. Yeah, go check that out if you haven't seen Taking that. Taking it into Canada. The guy, um, the guy on the broadcast could not stop saying that the move had gone international. He said it about nine times. Uh, what was I going to – oh, how about the Preds last night? Yeah. Putting up eight goals. I know. Preds are someone to look at. I mean, the league is getting extremely exciting. If, if, if whatever happens from this – the one thing we can count on is it makes things a lot more interesting somehow, even though they were already as tight as could possibly be in the Pacific and in the do West you, in general. Do you think the Devils try to ship out P.K. Subban and just, like, go full reset mode? Yeah, Wayne Simmons gone too. I, I'm not sure. Uh, they just got P.K. Subban. I think they're trying to build around him. I think He's, like, 100 they, years old, though. I think there might have been a little bit of an attitude issue with, PK, with uh, Taylor Hall. I mean, I know everybody knows the kind of reputation he has as a as a good guy who works hard, but he hasn't had a great start to the season. He has twenty five goals and I mean twenty five points in thirty games, and he's moved down to the third line before he got moved over. Yeah, so I think they're really just moving him away because they don't see a future with him. I, I don't think there's anything. I don't know if they're looking to blow up everything. I think they're just moving away because. They know they aren't going to sign them after this year. Well, the Devils are now 16 points out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, a minus 38 goal differential. I mean, it's kind of, it, from the looks of it, it's over for New Jersey. Um, yeah, it doesn't I, look good for them. I wouldn't mind if they just blew up the team and got a massive amount of picks. But they got the first overall pick like the past, th- what, three years? Um, so... I, are picks valuable to them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, we don't know about Jack Hughes yet. I mean, we kind of know about Heeshear, but again, they paid him a lot of money when he really hasn't proven himself yet. Right, and that's why they moved Taylor Hall was not only do they have that talent at wing in in Heeshear, but they got to move him now while he still has value because if they tried to move him at the deadline, they wouldn't have got half of what they got here. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, the capital, let's just jump quick uh, segment. The capitals are still the best team in hockey. Okay. That was a good quick segment. Why don't we move on? <laughs> That's over. <laughs> uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. He was just bought out. His $6.5 million contract was just bought out by the L.A. Kings. Was that confirmed? Yes, and he is now a free agent. I saw the rumors, but. He is now a free agent, and the only team, the only club rumored to be interested is the Boston Bruins. Uh, As a Bruins fan, do you like that? Honestly, he said he's willing to take veteran minimum. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any risk involved in taking him. We have an issue with the right wing spot on the second line with David Krejci and Jake DeBrust. We move guys in and out more often than any line in hockey, I'd say. And it's it's an extremely talented line with Krejci and DeBrust, but we can't seem to find a guy to play that plays well on their wing. So yeah, why not try a guy who has an absolute cannon shot? Hopefully, he can get in shape. It's before Christmas. We can still try him out, and if it doesn't work, we can move on from him. We don't have any money right now, so 
the only guys that we can take without giving up a lot would be him. And then we've also been rumored to try to go after Tyler Toffoli in L.A. But right now, yeah, if it doesn't work out, we still have time to find a guy at the deadline to fill in for that right-wing spot on the second line. So I don't mind it at all. Do I expect a lot from Kovalchuk? Not at all. But maybe we find lightning in a bottle. Uh, speaking of the lightning, they are terrible. Um, yeah. Wow. So looking at the standings, the Bruins are 10 points ahead of Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. Somehow have... after losing seven yeah. of the last eight games. And they have the same amount of games played. Um, or six of the last seven games, I apologize. Buffalo plus two goal differential, Boston plus 28. Like that just shows you how inconsistent the Atlantic is once you get past. I know. And that's a good segue because now we're going to talk about Buffalo a little bit with Jack Eichel, who's on a 17 game point streak. Yep. Kind of quietly, just because, like you said, they're giving up a lot of goals. They're playing pretty good hockey, but I mean, you'd think they'd be able to take advantage of that skid that the Bruins are on right now. And they haven't really started 14 points back and now they're 10 points back. So, yeah, they lost last night. They lost last night to Toronto. But nevertheless, Jack Eichel has soared up to second in the league with 24 points. Pasternak's at 28. And fifth with 50 points, he kind of just came out of nowhere. When we talked about Hart Trophy, we never even saw him on the list as one of the contenders. Yeah. But he's soared right up there. I think McDavid is still the favorite, but Jack Eichel having obviously. A great year, and he's expected to have some years like this, but no guy's ever expected to play as well as he's playing right now. So, good for him. Yeah, he uh, he's one of those young American studs we talk about that we're just so pissed off we can't see in the Olympics. Exactly, exactly. Uh, again, this is such a time for American hockey, and once again, they're pro- like these guys are just proving us right. Uh, Eichel, Matthews, the list goes on. Carlson, so, yeah. John Carlson. John Carlson. Continuing a hot streak. Um, all right. Well, yeah. 17 game point streak. That is like, you remember when the, I know it's like a team aspect. The Islanders were on 17 game point streak. And then, of course, we talked about it and it got snapped. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming Eichel's probably going to give up. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to end this streak sometime soon just because we curse everybody. Yeah. Probably the next game. But um, this is something that that Buffalo needs, though. They need, I mean, without him, I don't know what they're doing. They they have a plus two goal differential. Obviously, they need every single goal they get. Yeah. So every point is important for Jack Eichel. My question is, do you like same question I had with Arizona? Do you see Buffalo potentially finishing, like staying exactly where they are if Eichel can keep this up? Uh, I mean. Again, the Atlantic is just so inconsistent this year. I I had Tampa and Toronto somehow turning it on. Uh, Toronto beat them last night. They're only one point back, and they have a better goal differential. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I think I had them staying in the top three. I definitely had them staying in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure I had them as third, but it's so difficult to try to guess anything right now with so many sleeping giants in the, in the Atlantic division. There's yeah. a I mean, just to name two, uh, Tampa and Toronto are both just waiting to make a run. As we get Florida's later, tied with Tampa in points, too. Who is Florida? Yeah. Okay. So, so 
at this point, I don't know why, but the sentiment for me at least feels like Tampa is going to turn it on and Toronto just isn't. And I don't know why that is, but Toronto continues to lose games. Toronto or Tampa? Toronto. Toronto just beat the Sabres last night. Sure, but I don't know what it is about Toronto. They It just seems to me like they're not going to get it going. Tampa still has three games in hand on them, and they're only a point back. Yeah, that's something uh, something I didn't even see. Yeah. I don't – gosh, we keep talking about Tampa like it's they're so going to turn it on, and then they just have yet to prove us right because, again, they might be the most talented team on paper like we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they just, for some reason, are 12 points back from the Boston Bruins. I know. It's insanity. Who would have thought? Montreal sort of waking up, though. They've been they've had troubles with consistency this year. That's not to say that they aren't still having those issues, but they have jumped up into the third spot in the Atlantic. So, just that's just the name. Another team: Montreal, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Florida are all within one point of the third spot. <laughs> yeah, New York's there too. I mean, the. Rangers are kind of in a tough spot because they would they're only two points back if they were in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. But they're in the Metro, so they're eight points back. Right. Five, five points out of the wild card. Yeah. Which are held by two Metro teams. Yeah, so exactly. That's a tough spot for New York. It kind of seems like uh where we're headed, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto are gonna be the the teams uh vying for those wild card spots maybe even jumping up into the Atlantic standings. Yeah, if it stayed like this, we would have a really interesting thing where everybody would once again complain about the playoff structure in the National Hockey League, and rightfully so, because they have these three teams who are all trying to get a playoff spot, even though they're four and three points out of the wild card. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, why don't we get into that a little bit? What do you, What would you like to see, if anything? change in the playoff structure i'm cool with going back one through eight i mean i don't understand like i'm a little biased because the caps had to play the penguins back-to-back years when we won the cup right whereas if we were in the old system we would have played them in the third round rather than the second round yeah you're saying when you won the president's trophy yeah yeah excuse me i'm drinking my coffee so um yeah this two one seeds two wild card teams Two plays three in the division. Like the fact that the Islanders are the third best team in the div- in the conference, and they're going to play the fourth best team in the conference in Carolina, just because the Metro's showing up to be stronger than the Atlantic now makes no sense to me. The Islanders should play like Montreal. Carolina should play Buffalo. Whereas Buffalo and Montreal are playing each other, the Islanders and Carolina are playing each other. I. I want to go back to one through eight. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. The only thing I would say is I can get the argument that play in different divisions is different just because, I mean, we've been using this. We haven't been taking this into consideration, but just because the point levels in the Atlantic are lower doesn't mean that they are worse teams. It may just mean that the teams that they play are better and they're just beating up on each other. We see it happen in college football all the time where teams in certain in certain divisions just lose games because the other teams in that division are so good. Uh, so maybe 
if they wanted to keep the same structure of how you get into the playoffs, I think that they have to reseed after you get into the playoffs and just go one through eight. So just you're be- saying make the playoffs the same way and then reseed. Yeah, I honestly agree with you that it should be the top eight, but I can understand the argument that a team doesn't deserve to not get into the playoffs just because their division is a lot tougher. See, because now I'm like questioning myself. When I look at the West, the eight teams that are in in the West, I would kill for a playoff like that. St. Louis, Colorado, Winnipeg, Arizona, Vegas, Edmonton, Dallas, Calgary. That's fine with oh, me. Man. That would be a absolute electric playoffs. I know. Um, you would have St. Louis, Calgary first round, Dallas, Arizona. Um, and then Vegas Edmonton first round. I mean, those all those matchups would be insane to watch. I know. So yeah, those two three series are always extremely entertaining. But is it really fair to put that second team or even that third team up against a team as good as them? I mean, because we kind of saw that with uh, Boston and Tampa two years ago when Tampa beat y'all in five. Mm-hmm. Tampa was the second best team in hockey why are you guys facing them in the second round i know right when we were like the fifth best team in hockey yeah it's really odd yeah i so, think i think tough I've, if you I've, eliminate the divisions from the playoff race just because then it doesn't really make sense to add the divisions in the regular season and you have to do that with the travel how grueling the schedule is you would have to keep the divisions; they just wouldn't mean anything I don't know if the league likes that as much because they love to push that whole rivalry thing where teams in division play on Wednesday night against each other on NBC Sports. Um, So I don't know if they would love abolishing the divisions having any meaning in in the playoffs like that, which is why I offered that second situation. I I do think that hockey is different than any other sport where – it doesn't really matter who you play. It's going to be the most intense series of your life. Um, Washington, Buffalo, first round. Like, that can't happen, but that would be – it's still going to be insane. Exactly. Like, you're Washington, still going to yeah, find exactly. matchups like Eichel, Ovechkin, and Darlene Carlson, and Hutton, Holpe. Like, you're going to make something even if it's not there because it's the NHL playoffs. Yeah, there's always going to be a storyline, and maybe the NHL is not – as good as finding that storyline as any any other league. But, yeah, either way, the playoffs are going to be exciting. It's a different game than in the regular season. Well, we've we've talked about Gary Bettman being absolutely not that great at marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he's the, still the best decision maker when it comes to the NHL's behalf. Um, I don't know how to word this correctly just because the playoffs I would still like to see one through eight even looking at the west I think I mean one through eight would still be the same would it well yeah St. Louis would still face Calgary uh no Colorado would be the two seed see and that's where you get the division one division is just absolutely stronger than the other Mm -hmm. um I mean Colorado Dallas would be insane But yeah, that's going back to your point. Any team on this board in the top 16 in the league, if they played each other, it would be an awesome series. Yeah, so just go to one through eight. I know. 
Because when you look at last year's, every single one seed lost in the first round, first time ever, you can still throw – like Columbus still would have played Tampa. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if – Calgary played Colorado in the first round. I don't know if Colorado was the eighth best team in the West. I mean, they beat Calgary in five. I I would go back and look at the standings. Yeah, I don't remember. You have that one seed in each division versus the wild card. Like, are you looking at the standings right now? Yeah. If you go to the West, you see how Dallas is the first wild card? They would play Arizona. Yeah. Well, Winnipeg and Edmonton, both they're tied in points. And in fact, Edmonton would be the that wild card spot because Dallas has a game in hand, but they're not in the same division. Right. So right now, statistically speaking, Dallas is a better team than Edmonton, and they would still have to face a one seed. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I don't think we would ever run into a lot of people that want to change, don't want to change it. I think most most hockey fans want to see it change. And you're right, maybe Batman has to get on the horse a little bit there. I do want to throw in there that I think the all-star break, um, the all-star like tournament we have with divisions is absolutely electric. Oh, the three-on-three yeah. awesome. three hockey. I mean, the fact that you can have Crosby, Ovechkin, and John Carlson all out on the ice together is absolutely <laughs> yeah. insanity. I know. Yeah, and they know that they've found um, – I mean, I, I'm going to use the same saying again, but they know they found lighting in a bottle with this three-on-three overtime. So yeah. they made it the entire All-Star weekend, which I'm all for. And, yeah, the skills competition is electric as well. So that's one thing they're doing right. At least we can say that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if getting rid of divisions completely is the right way to go. I just – I think my whole point here is I don't like the fact that someone can be like I'm just going to use an example Buffalo is second in the Atlantic but they're 7 points behind the Islanders who are second in the Metro uh-huh they there's no reason that these teams should be in the same spot in their respective divisions so but they're completely not even on the same level because mm-hmm. the Islanders are 7 points ahead of Buffalo and they have 3 games in hand so the Islanders and Buffalo are not on the same level right now, but in the respective divisions, they're the same rank. Yeah, you're right. And you I, know, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to factor in that divisions play each other, and some divisions are harder than others. And yeah, that's all. I mean, that's a good point. But when you throw in an outlier, say Washington versus the Atlantic Division, because they're in the Metro. Mm-hmm. They've consistently dominated the Atlantic over the past couple of years. Yeah. So when you throw in someone that's not in their division and they constantly beat them, I'm not saying that Washington speaks for all of the Metro, but that's just maybe that's a counterpoint but, yeah. to yeah. the teams, Atlantic being strong. Teams move around and play other teams enough that you know that it that's not really the case. That yeah, certain divisions are more difficult than others. I mean, it's definitely true, but also you have enough opportunities to earn points elsewhere. So I also think that the, I love you, but the college football argument, I mean, yeah, we're Clemson. We go to Clemson. The ACC is absolutely trash, Uh but 
there's not enough variety in college football like there is hockey. Like there is no West Coast trip for the ACC. Mm-hmm. So you still have to face those teams. You still have to beat those teams. The Caps went three and zero on their California trip. I don't think Wake Forest could go out and play Stanford, <laughs> Stanford, Cal, and UCLA and go three and zero. No, right? Like they would get destroyed. Yeah, but, my my point when I brought that up was that we haven't seen a Pac-12 team in forever because they always beat each other. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think if Stanford could play a Wake Forest type game every year. I'm not saying Wake Forest is like horrible. I'm just saying that's like a mid tier mm-hmm. different division or different conference. Like they would get that experience of, oh, the ACC is this or the SEC is that. Like obviously, if they play Bama, they're going to get destroyed. But uh-huh. we're, we're getting off topic. I just think that um, there's more variety in hockey. Like you said, there's definitely an extraordinary amount of opportunities to get points elsewhere. Yeah, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, change the playoffs, Gary, if you're listening. Yeah, change them. I think I think the only reservation right now, I brought it up before, is that the only thing they know how to market is in division games. And if, if the Bruins are playing the Canadians, obviously that has some historical implications, but yeah. it doesn't have as many playoff implications if – it's a 16 team division instead of an 18 division or whatever it is. Yeah. I agree with so, you. I think that's what's holding them back. I don't agree with it, but I think that's, that's the issue right now. But yeah, Gary Bedman, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, cause everybody is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Give it a, give it a shot. Change it up. I do think that they would have to like, transition it out so i think your idea is a pretty good one of keep the divisions the way they are and then reseed after the fact uh-huh um, i like it as well and i think i mean the nba still has divisions technically but they don't mean anything and i think that's what they're afraid of is that they're just going to leave and nobody's going to care about because now when the celtics play the sixers it's just as important as when they play the nets and technically they're not in the same division so well, it's just, it's just different. You have the the NFL aspect of where, like, the winner of the NFC East, and the NFC East is garbage. Uh-huh. The winner of the NFC East is probably going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. They're going to host an 11-5 and five San Francisco team. Uh-huh. Like, how does that make any sense? Yeah, it doesn't. And that's why 1 through 8, or NFL's case, 1 through 6, like, makes sense. Right, or if they want to do the by 3 and 6, and Yeah. Four and five, or like baseball, you wild card is your game to get in. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, but the NFL needs to fix its division problem. Yeah, a lot can happen with the playoffs, but so. on this hockey show, we want the NHL playoffs to fix first. Yes, <laughs> that's what we want the most. Oh, Christian, I got an inquiry about someone wanting to buy a coffee mug. Ah. So um, I'm going to spill the beans to the listeners. We have a bunch of business cards. Uh, email us if you want a picture or something of it. Uh, podcast at Gmail. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Exciting stuff. It is, yeah. Going to build the brand. Building the brand. So we got coffee mugs made of our logos. We're going to give them out to our parents 
and then of course us because we're greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, because it's our show. If you uh, want a coffee mug or a T-shirt or something, email us or tag us on Twitter. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, it's gonna be. He asked me how much for the coffee mug. I said ten grand. He said it was reasonable. So, <laughs> all right, perfect. So. We can buy our own studio now. So thank you to whoever that listener is for paying $10,000 for that coffee mug. Yeah. I mean, he didn't pay, but whatever. Uh, All right. Anything else you want to say? We got a minute and a half left. I think that's all I got. When do you go to the Cats game this week? Or is it this Uh, week? The 27th. Okay. So next Friday. Well, you have fun with that. I will. My dad's taking us to the MGM uh casino before because it's seven o'clock puck drop okay so i might lose my entire life savings before that game there you go sounds like a good night yeah are you going to any bees games hopefully all right well, i think i'll get out to one we're gonna post pictures on our instagram of us at our hockey yep. game so yep so stay tuned at good goal podcast on twitter and instagram good goal podcast at gmail.com yes sir if you want to email us Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Happy holidays and a happy new year. Yeah. Enjoy your holidays. All right. Peace.